Welcome. You're listening to the Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Join our epic pro staff around the Sonic Campfire for stories and adventures from our eastern mountains to the Chesapeake Salt. Let our highs and lows inspire you to take to the outdoors. Welcome again to another session around the Sonic Campfire. This is Uncle Buck coming at you. You're listening to the Rutten River Pursuits podcast. And to my left is... I'm Ryan. I'm Catfish. I'm Steve. I'm Will. Guys, I'm excited. Again? Yeah. Again, guys. Come on, yeah, it's How, Every week, we're always so excited. They get like, better and better. Every, I've been following this next guest for what, uh, I think hardcore for about a month and a half. For a while, yeah. If not two months. I am so impressed. She's catching daily. I I, I just ruined half of it right there by saying she. You went and did it. (laughs) Oh, you gave it away. You blew it. Not yet. Good job, Phil. But this young lady puts on her boat at least six to ten times a trip. She has what I wish I could put on my boat. Once she has on more fish inches than you could ever dream. Oh, Anyhow. oh yeah, <laughs> nothing Mon- monsters too. And we're talking meat torpedoes, folks. And what I mean by that is pike and musky, must toothy critters. Yeah, yeah. freshwater barracuda. So. I can't wait. Let's Who, talk who'd about you get, who'd you get on the? I didn't get her on. You could, somebody made this magic happen, Stevie. Stevie, what happened here? How did you get a hold of this? Person, this knew, person from out west. I, I just, you know, called a couple guys and they knew some people. Called in a few favors and yeah, that's how <laughs> they it, knew people. They knew people. Trade, they knew people. Traded a couple guns to this traded person. Traded a few and guns to this guy and some <laughs> some beef jerky. <laughs> some beef jerky and well, whatever. I, I think without further ado, let's get to it, bud. We need to welcome our our new friend from the Cornhusker state of Nebraska. Otherwise known as the Midwest Fisher Gal. Yeah. Otherwise known as Christine Fisher. Welcome, Christine. Hi, Christine. Hey, guys. Thank you. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Had a good day in the water today, so I'm I'm happy. It looks, I, th- I think that's every day for you. Yeah. Have you had a bad day <laughs> on the water lately? It was windy last Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, I like, windy's usually a good thing for me. Amen. Um, I usually like windy. Yeah. But they, they've been there. I've had some. I've had some days. Don't you worry. So, so what happened today? Before we get any further, just just tell me what happened to you today. Um. Well, I caught. I, I was out for a couple hours before I got a hold of you guys. Um, and I was fishing this big. I don't fish a lot of private water, but I've got I've got a client or two that that have a a place on this giant sand pit, and I've I've heard rumors that there's some decent fish in there. Um, so I took this tiny little like recreational capri kayak that I barely fit into because they don't allow outside boats on. Um, I went back there and investigated. There's some laydowns, and I I caught some I caught some big bass. Uh, one was probably just six. Probably six and a half, just shy, just shy of six and a half pounds. Wow! Um, I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. You so. just, you just got Uncle Catfish's attention with that six-pound bass. I, he perked up. <laughs> he, he did. He just, he, his tail feathers just went went wide uh, on that one there. I'm a lot. Yeah. Fish. It, was, it was it was one of my bigger bass um, the last couple months. But I guess private waters, and I mean they're not near as challenging as some of these bigger public bodies of water. So. 
Um, I just do that occasionally, just uh, just for a change of pace. So that was my that's my afternoon today. I I hear you, Miss Fisher. I tell you what, I'm a lot like you. I fish every day, unless it's Thursday when we podcast, and then I don't have time to squeeze in a few casts normally. But I tell you what, last night I caught a tank. I had a bass right at right at dark. It was I had three casts. No, that was the night before I caught a tank. Last night's tank, I I was sitting over there, I was throwing a topwater, um, just a plopper, a little small black plopper, and uh, sure enough, I, I caught it. I caught a nice. He was he was pushing five pounds. I was real happy with this largemouth, and uh, there was a there was a youngster fishing on the dock, teenager. So I walked back the dock, and I was trying to get the GoPro out of my pocket to get a decent picture. I was setting it up, and I was thinking to myself, this youngster's looking at me, and you know what, I, I had this bass out of the water too long, so I was dipping him, and I'm like, you're not getting away. He was trying to get away. He revived real good. He was kicking and fighting, so I stood up to hit the GoPro button, and, uh, yep, right out of my hand, just like... Uh, no. Yeah, never did get a picture of him. It's like my, my buddy Will, mm-hmm. my brother Will did the same thing yesterday with a bass, and he said it was like fishing with David Blaine. One second they're in your hand, and then gone. <laughs> No, yeah. no picture. Yeah. It's like a magician, just you know, boot. It doesn't count unless you got a picture. I was gonna say, with no picture, there's no evidence. It didn't happen. It Sorry. was a nice bass. <laughs> it was a nice bass. But no, I, I'm so stoked to be able to get you on our podcast because a lot like Uncle Buck, I follow you, uh, love your pictures. Thank you. Um, it's very inspiring to me to see somebody who loves the sport of fishing way past just fishing like um i can tell i can tell almost through your pictures that you like if you took all the cameras away and all the pictures away that you would probably even love it more so um, yeah that's that's so true (laughs) and it's amazing i mean for the people that are listening you don't just catch muskies or pike you catch tank muskies off and then tell them what you're catching them off of i mean it's uh, oh yeah, that's a. <laughs> so I I'm throwing um, right now. My favorite goat, my go-to is the the Chaos Medusa. I mean, it's a giant, like 15 and a half ounce bait. Um, it's it's so awesome. There's nothing more cool than a, a huge fish hitting that bait, um, and when you work it effectively. So I I like throwing big baits. Um, they're not always ideal in certain situations, but um, for right now, I figured out a pretty good pattern, um, and it's it's producing like I couldn't even imagine. So on, on all ends of the spectrum. So that's my goat. That's my go-to. I love that thing. 15 ounce baits bigger than some people's bass back here that they catch. <laughs> why, are you look, why are you looking right at me when you say that? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't meant to like, be like that. It's like a personal attack right there. Now, Christine, I'm going to step back. What part, just for our audience out there, we're, we're PA boys and, and most of our audience is out towards the East Coast here. Where exactly uh, are you fishing? What what part? Can't of the say exactly. Well, not like exactly. exactly. I mean, exactly. I'm not saying send me your GPS coordinates. I mean, we oh, which would cool be with fine yeah, with that. Right? We would be cool with that. <laughs> but you can do that outside of social media. But gotcha. w- where are parts in this uh, beautiful country of ours are you fishing predominantly? Um, exactly. So a lot of them, a lot exactly. <laughs> so a lot of them. Uh, I've been, I travel a ton. So you're seeing a lot of my musky pictures lately have been coming from Tennessee, um, around the, like the, the middle part of Tennessee, some of the rivers in that area. Um, my pike are all coming from Southeastern Nebraska. 
but I, I, I don't want people to think like this is just like a, like a, a gold mine for pike. Cause it's not, um, we have a, a few good fisheries, but it's, they're still, I mean, they're tough to catch when Nebraska is not known for big pike, you know, it's warmer temps, so it's not an ideal, um, pike fishery, but I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have figured out a really good bite on one of the, the bodies of water that's pretty close to where I live. So, uh, but other than that, I travel a ton. I only have three lakes within a couple hours of me that have muskie in them. So when I'm catching, when I'm posting pictures of Nebraska muskie, like I'm just believe that I, I fish a lot for them. I put in a ton of time on the water. Um, so when I post, you know, a couple pictures every few weeks or so of muskie from Nebraska, I mean, it's not, people think that I'm just catching them all the time. It's, it's tough. Um, I, I put in some serious groundwork to, uh, to make that happen. Okay. For sure. I've, I've heard you mention clients and that you travel a lot. So now I'm going to have to ask you, you have a day job. I, I kind of, well, kind of, um, I'm self-employed. Uh, I teach Pilates at a private studio. And so I make my own schedule. Uh, and I, I did that simply to have the freedom um, in my schedule to do what I want to do. And I also, I mean, I'm a fishing guide, so I take people out in the kayaks and I guide on the side for that. And I guide spring turkey hunts. Um, so I kind of do a variety of things, um, that gives me the freedom to, uh, the traveling is all for me. I will travel okay. to guide and I do that occasionally, but, um, I, I just, I purely love to travel and I chase things all over the country. So and all over the world, I've gone all the country several times, um, at least once a year. Um, so yeah, that's that's just for me. You are like a Hemingway. You're sucking the marrow out of life right now. I'm, yeah, that that's the idea. That's the goal. <laughs> I like it. That's awesome. I think Uncle Cat. You got to get Uncle Catfish into that teaching Pilates. Yeah, <laughs> on the kayak. Yeah, it's funny. All these old guys that I fish tournaments with, like I'll go to a big tournament and I'll, I'll they'll be complaining about their back and I'll give them a couple of stretches and I'll be screaming like a little girl. <laughs> but afterwards, they're like, "Oh, you feel, feel pretty good." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's sixty dollars an hour." It can <laughs> definitely get to you spending all night in kayaks for sure. And she's doing yeah. a lot of this fishing out of kayaks. Yeah, I mean, most ninety nine percent of it. Ninety, probably ninety nine percent. If I if it's not out of the kayak, it's on some hard water. I've seen out of the yeah. pictures. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I I do guide ice fishing occasionally too. I really I really enjoy that. Also, really. How yeah, do you, you guys see a, pa- a pattern developing here? I can actually. Fishing's involved. <laughs> <laughs> I I, I kind of like it. How long have you been guiding, Christy? Uh, two years now. Yeah, about two years. Have you? A little over two years. Uh, have you done uh, uh, anything other than? So, have you always been, or always wanted to? I, I guess be a professional, or a, you know, a full-time guide there. Or did you do anything before that? Um, I worked in the um, hunting and fishing um, in retail. The Shields. I used to work there. I worked there for five years up in the hunting and fishing department. You know, selling. I worked on bows, um, on the archery department. You were a bow tech. All that. Yeah, yeah. I love. No I love that. Nice. Mm-hmm. We've got so, a, now who look yeah. now look who perked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Now, now we got another uh, Tom. <laughs> we got a spreading his tail feathers yeah, now. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. Where are my bow hunters at? That's, yeah. I, yep. that, I'm crazy about that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's all I do. I don't rifle hunt for anything. I'll, I bow hunt for everything. Nice. Yeah. Do you have a place when you're not? You're obviously very busy. Do you have a place that you call home or? 
Like yeah, so like a place I, I that you go back to house. to like <laughs> go through your fishing equipment and reorganize <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, so it's like this garage. <laughs> so I have a, a garage in a little place in Lincoln, um, Nebraska, that where I keep. Essentially, it's a two bedroom, and one of the bedroom is is deemed my my gear room, and then nice. I have the garage, which is another gear room, and then the living room is kind of a, a gear room. <laughs> and the kitchen has some gear in it too. Um, I, I'm not over there, so it, it is a place to store my store my stuff. So it works. Cool. I'm and good. my car is an, another. I, I probably live in my car, my SUV more than I, I live in my. Uh, technical home i think i think we were twins and then she got <laughs> i got taken away from the midwest <laughs> somehow I because was, my truck's like a rolling fishing camp <laughs> I, I think her yeah. spirit her her spirit animal is up in the salt saint marie though it is i was going to mention uh, that earlier but she there, there's there's a mirror effect yes, of yes your spirit out there and uh, i don't know if you know who our he lives in canada our brother tyler dunn is he is a guide from canada but um i I like what i'm hearing he is listen i'm 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 37 years old going on 36 and um (laughs) but you're older than that i gotta say tyler listen turn your volume down for the next 10 seconds i have never once in my life had this what they call this weird man crush they have a man crush yeah no but if there was one it it would be it would be hockey hair amazing funny (laughs) tall tyler dunn catches everything fishes every day lives out of his car just the funniest, you know, hockey hair. He lives like you do to fish. Like that's all. That's if he didn't fish, it would be like taking air away from him. And yeah, I if, can relate. <laughs> if you two got to go fishing together, you would just catch just, everything. You would catch everything, and you probably two <laughs> would disappear forever. Yeah, and, and be, be like, listen, it'd be rainbows and unicorns. It would be. <laughs> but can we hunt the unicorns? Or is that- oh, absolutely, I think oh, that, that would only with a bow. You know, only with a bow. Yeah. And yeah, he told me it's like we'll catch muskies out the front door, and we go out back and we shoot coyotes. We have some beer. You're like Santa, I guess we're yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> it's just funny because it it dawned on me right when Uncle Buck said that I went. You two are like spirit. They are they spirit are, animals. They are the the Noah's Ark fishing <laughs> people pair <laughs> of my heart. <laughs> Anyhow, back to kayak fishing. I have a guy sitting here with me, Ryan, who mm-hmm. is recently not new, but recently obsessed obsessed with kayak fishing. This yeah. year, he got nice. his first kayak, and there's no going back. Absolutely not. If you had any advice for Ryan about how to maybe fish better out of your kayak or how to make the most of your time in your kayak or set up your kayak, some, some tricks. What would you tell my buddy Ryan? Well, I mean, it all depends on your style of fishing. You know, what type, what bodies of water are you, are you, do you like fishing skinny water? Are you fishing rivers? Are you fishing big bodies of water? Um, Any, anything I can get the kayak in, but primarily it's, it's been lakes or when I'm on a river uh, or a Creek, even it's, it's uh, pretty timid. That back okay. bay was rough. The back bay was rough, but only because the wind was up that day. The the day I preferred to fish the back bay down in Virginia, it was... Uh, if it floats it and down. somebody... If his kayak will float and somebody says, let's go, he's going. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah that's I like that tenacity. Um, I like... my I rig mine up. Um, like it's, it's crazy. Uh, I like the ability in kayaks. So this is one thing that a lot of people are going to disagree with me on. Um, you see a lot of the pedal style kayaks out there. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, like the... Okay. And... Um, those, 
a lot of people fishing specific like that because it, it, it allows for a hands-free. Um, it's a lot easier in the wind to navigate. Um, you're not fighting all of that. You don't have to have a paddle in your hand. I am kind of a rebel without a cause in that regard, and I am very, I am very loyal to paddling. I like the traditional kind of why I bow hunt. Um, I like to paddle because it's just, it's more, it's traditional, it's more primitive, and it's definitely, it's, it's a, it's a challenge. Um, so, I would say a lot of, if you want to be have an you know easier time on the water and be successful, um, I think that getting a pedal driven kayak is probably. Um, a good idea, but if you like to paddle as much as I do, um, I like kayaks that have a, a big open deck area so you can have a lot of room to yep. store your gear. I bring a ton of rods on my boat all the time. Um, the ability to stand up is huge. I mean, that's like a game changer. Um, and that's, that, why that's why I'm working on my stand-up bar. Yeah. <laughs> there, yes, there you go. <laughs> and, and honestly, yeah. as far as that paddling thing goes, I, I've got a, uh, a paddle holder, I guess it is, off the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a feel-free kayak that I'm in, and it's you know super wide, super stable. So standing up gotcha. won't be an issue. I just want the bar, uh, really, just to help me get up. But the uh, mm-hmm. the paddle holder on the side, I've never used it. It lays across my lap. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm constantly paddling, and even when I anchor up, um, I find myself using the paddle just to get myself pointed in the right direction. No, I'm with oh, you. Oh yeah, I, I, ne- I, I, I use never, mine all the time. I never leash my paddle. It's always on my lap. Yeah. 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 If you look at my, a lot of my videos, mine is too. Like if I, especially if I'm if my musky fishing, I need to be able to. I'll have my paddle like tucked under my armpit, and I'll be like half paddling with one of my arms while I'm trying to land this, this giant fish and point my boat towards it, and you know, kind of be able to get that maneuverability. Um, I always have my paddle um, on my lap. And I'm not going to lie to you, so. I've I've definitely noticed that, and I wanted to to point it out. Like a lot of the guys are talking about how they followed you on Instagram and they love the pictures and this and that. I wanted to thank you personally for all the video footage that you actually put up there. Yeah. She uh, shows I'm how trying. hard I, it is. I analyze those videos and I look it's over that easy. stuff and I've noticed that the, you know, a lot of times the paddles laid across your lap still. Um, and I don't have to worry about running into any of these giant toothy critters uh, <laughs> most of the time when I'm out fishing, but I, I've been watching like just how you handle these fish as you get them in. And, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I landed. Oh, dude, go right ahead. I was able to land like a 20 pound catfish and, and get it up on the kayak. And I didn't have a lot of extra space, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was running through like some of that footage in my mind as this thing's laying across my lap. I'm That's like, okay, cool. this is, you know, it's, I, I don't think you even realize that you're helping people uh, just by putting that footage up there versus a still photo. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that I, I'm uh, definitely new to the social media world, especially like with the video stuff. I'm, I'm trying. There's this handy little app that came out for people that um, aren't good at that kind of stuff, and it's like GoPro Quick, and it kind of does a lot of work for you. So I'm hoping to. I have so much video, and I just finally started videoing because I've had some. I've had some pretty cool stuff happen, and everyone see the video, and nothing is on. I used to not video anything because the, the pictures and the video are, are always my last focus i'm only i'm there just to just to fish um but with this this evolution of social media and all these things and opportunities um i've tried to get a little better about that so i think down the road you'll see um i'll I'll improve my video making also as i get a little more um savvy with that equipment i I look forward to it but i'm telling you now you're killing it already killing it Oh, oh yeah i i just wish you had some footage of that boat the one the one day what in the past couple of weeks 
that passed you said, oh, the bite's not on or whatever, and they went right around the bend and you slammed, what, a, a, yep. a couple biggies? I caught nine. After yeah. that, what happened? A yeah. slow day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I underplayed yeah, and, it because I knew I knew it was more than five. <laughs> yeah, it was nine. Uh, I love I love that. That was uh, I, I back in my younger years, I would have probably called out and said something. Um, I've I've learned <laughs> to just um, you know the wise and be just be humble and just smile and, and just know that. Uh, it's and funny that, you said and, that. It's funny you said that because last night when that kid saw me drop that bass and I dropped on my knees and tried to grab it as it went under the dock, I turned and looked at him nonchalantly and went, and that's how you let him go, son. <laughs> <laughs> as he saw me trying to take yeah. pictures of it. Uh, <laughs> Christine, you fish a lot of kayak tournaments, right? Yeah. Could yep. you tell us the story about your first kayak tournament? Oh, I thought we were going to ask her how to, she could tell us how to win them. We'll get to uh, that. Okay, that's later. Yeah. I'm trying to think. My first, gosh, it's probably three or three, three, four years ago. Um, it was a spooky bass tournament out at one of our main lakes here. I think there were like 45 or 50 guys, and I didn't, I didn't really know anybody. Um, I have heard, I had heard of one of the guys that that was in it, um, just because he was, he's the guy I now, I now guide for one of them. So when you um, say 40 or 50 guys, you mean 40 or 50 dudes, kayaks, dudes, men. Yep, men. Okay. Yeah, bearded, grown men. We're age, great. We're the age range from like well, probably 20 to to 65. Like un- there. like Uncle Catfish's beard and mine? Probably a lot of Uncle Catfish in there, yeah. Those are the worst bearded men there are. I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> big red ones. Well, they, they tend to be my favorite, so I think I think oh. we'll be all right. I hope you like our stuff. I, I try hard on my Instagram page. I don't take great video footage, so I got to throw a couple filtered apps with some colors on it now and again. You're an Adonis catfish. But Are you kidding? When I post pictures of bass every day and a few catfish, and the other day I was holding one of the turkeys in the wood, but and then I I get on and I'm like, oh yeah, post this picture, and it is like, oh, it's finished, and it posts, it. and then it I start swiping, I'm like, oh, there she is. With another giant muskie that's bigger than my kayak. <laughs> it's very cool. It's very cool. It's true. Not not as big as my kayak. It's not as big as your kayak. The SS Minneapolis, <laughs> fourteen foot bright orange with a trolling motor on the back. The SS R two. But I have also noticed not only are you a good angler. Hey, hold You're, on a second. She's there. quite a juggler. Take she ju- easy, she juggles the rod, the 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 net, the the paddles. I, I've seen her. Like it it's takes amazing. To get it all is that amazing down. watching those videos. And, and yeah, you're horsing a, a forty pound fish. Yeah, and it's not a smallmouth like bass. Right? I, I'm not. Don't give me credit where it's not due. I've, I've dropped uh, this year three nets in the water um, trying to get it mu- musky fishing. I, I, um, I, I said three that. cell phones or I was, three I was nets. Say nets are cheaper to replace than the cell phones. <laughs> cell phones. I'm up to. I'm up to. Let's see. Two ice fishing and just one open water. So yeah, three phones total. Um, not proud of it, but I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, maybe we need to uh, like start this like outdoor sportsman cell phone fishing insurance company or something. Yeah, they <laughs> dropped me. Um, but they we'd be bankrupt in a week. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. What, R2's lost, what, yeah. five or six like this year? I lost two myself this year. I got one. No, let me rephrase it. I lost one. Will lost one for me this year. And on, on the same day, he lost his. And your dad? I lost dad's phone in the water, so that's three. You're right. 
So let's get back to your let's get back to your first Sorry, tour derail. story. Derail. We sidetrack a lot. Sorry. We're comparing That's our cell phone let's losses. Circle back. We'll circle yeah. on back here. So there's 40 or 50 dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a bass tournament. tournament. Yeah. Um, I, do you guys know how how kayak tournaments are? How they're not a clue. Okay, I'll give they're, you just like the, the quick tortoise. rundown of it. It's it's pretty simple. Um, a lot of them are you know five fish, your best five or your best three. Um, and we use a hog trial and you you measure um you measure the fish. They give you an identifier that morning. It's all obviously catch and release. So you get the fish, put it on the board, take a picture with the phone or whatever uh, media you have let the fish go. Everyone comes in at, at you know, the cutoff time, you turn your pictures in your five best and total inches. Um, those are, that's how those are based. So I did a recipe present in the picture, um, all of that. And, uh, it, it's pretty effective. And a lot of times that's how it, we, we do it. And it's nice because, you know, we're not keeping fish in a live well or keeping them on the side of the boat. They're released yeah. immediately. Um, so that's kind of neat. I, I like how the kayak community does that for sure. We haven't made it public yet, but Will and I have been talking about um, starting a R2, a Rutten River kayak tournament here on the Susquehanna. We have one of the best smallmouth fisheries. Yeah, I, I don't know, well, I, a friend of mine just fished, uh, won a tournament, a kayak tournament out there. Yeah, on the Susquehanna. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's, we we wet waded a lot. We go wading and, and smallmouth fishing. It's one of our favorite things to do, uh, just to go wading the river. and Oh, absolutely, you know, yeah. Th- throwing uh, throwing topwater and, and, you know, Senkos and stuff around for these smallmouth. But um, uh, it's, it needs to be done. The kayak fishing, sport fishing is so huge. It needs to be bigger in here in Pennsylvania, so. Yeah, absolutely. It's It's booming, that's for sure. What is um? What's your closest call to having one of these toothy critters lay into like your kneecap or your finger? Like, cause getting them on a the kayak, you're not exactly on your feet all the time to have the quick mm-hmm. reflexes. Last November, I was out. It was it was cold. Um, I, it was going to be a good day. There's no one on the water, and I wanted to fly fish for big pike off my kayak. Um, and I I caught one. I was right at probably forty and a half inches. Whoa. Um, yeah, but it, inha- it inhaled. I, had, I was throwing this big giant streamer, um, and I needed to get that back. I dropped my pliers because you know the, pick up a pattern here in the, in the water, so I didn't have my pliers to get the get this out. So I thought, you know, there's no big deal. Yeah, I'm just going to use one hand to kind of act as a jaw spreader, right? And then all I had to do it was barely. I mean, this this bottom like little nine out hook was barely stuck, like way down. Um, just right outside the gill. So I figured oh. if I can just pop my finger down there, right, and then pull my big streamer out, we're good to go. So as, of course. <laughs> I don't I like have, where this is going. <laughs> no. I, I'm using my fingers to as an active jaw spreader, and I reach my hand in there and just pop it. comes out. I sort of pull my hand out, and that thing, like, it clamps down and just starts spinning and just shreds. I mean, shreds my hand. <laughs> it looks like a freaking murder scene in my kayak. And, you know, it's just bleeding, and it's like, you know the fat that comes out of your like deeper cuts yeah, on, yeah. My, on the palm of my hand. Oh, That's yes. honestly though, I think the only time. How many stitches? Um, I I don't believe in stitches. I do butterfly bland or ah, butterfly nice. bandage. You're my girl. I'm yeah, an ER. I, I'm an old ER nurse, and I see okay. you. Is that what they did in your ER? No, well, no stitches. Like, you butterfly. No, you don't need <laughs> stitches. When yeah. she when she mentioned the fat coming out from under, that's when you know it's a good cut. I still work yeah. in the Set. ER and see it every day, and Set. I tell everybody the same thing. That's what 40-pound braids made for. Why yeah. you come in here? 
grab a grandma's sewing needle and get your fishing line out. Yeah. And then I get yep. in trouble because I'm not supposed to talk to my patients that way. And, <laughs> and some Gorilla Groove. I had like a wet rag and I just kind of wrapped that around and um, took some fishing line and tied the rag to my hand and fished for another couple hours. I was going to say, let me guess, you kept fishing. That would have been the well, best yeah, day to drive over to them boats and them. like just wave wow. at those guys with your hand and be like, yeah, they're biting. Yeah, yeah, they're not biting. <laughs> the bite is on my yeah, finger. Biting pretty good. <laughs> How you boys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do yeah, you have, I, did you get your fly back at least? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh good. Whew, yeah, so that was a, a hand tied fly. I couldn't. I wasn't about ready to lose that thing. And the fish swam off good, so it was it was a, it was a win all the way around. That's good. Yeah. Probably have more self control than me. A few minor non. Nice words would have came out of me if that would have happened to me. That fish would have got a lecture. <laughs> Christine. Well, <laughs> yeah. We've talked about the, the sharp-toothy critters. We've talked about the largemouth bass. You travel around, you know, you've been to, I know you've been to Kentucky before, mm-hmm. Tennessee. You, you fish a lot of diverse game fish fisheries. What is your favorite and I'm going to say freshwater fish to go Good for. Good call. <laughs> Musky, hands down. And and what's your what's your dream if you've done it or not? What 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 where would you go? What do you, where what do you where do you want to go well, to catch? Cause, because what's your bucket list fish? Because this Fisher. is my bucket list fish yeah. that we're talking about. You're getting emotional about it, <laughs> yeah, aren't you? Yeah, bud? exactly. I'm my getting... bucket list fish. Um, you mean freshwater fish? Yeah. Bucket list freshwater fish. I would have to say, um, I would love to do a steelhead on the fly um, out in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. I know a guy. That's one of the things that, yeah, I've wanted. I'm actually heading out there um, in a couple weeks to to try to do that. So I I tell you what, when we're all done here, look up Tyler Dunn. He'll he'll hook you up. That's his favorite thing to fish for. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Like his Instagram page. Is a lot like yours with the muskies. That's mostly what's on his Instagram page. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's his favorite. Uh, yeah, that, that similar thing has been in the back of my mind for um, for a long time. I've wanted to do that. Um, I've, I've caught a lot of different species, and that's one that I haven't yet. And um, there's there's a pretty neat relationship there, I think, with steelhead and with, with diehard steelhead anglers, and I, I want to be a part of that. So, If we have the time it. one day to ever meet up, and Roatan, Honduras. <laughs> and now you'll get this if you ever go back to our podcast and listen to R2 summer vacation, my vacation from Hill. But I caught some nice barracuda when I was there. And the whole time that I was on this boat, I was thinking I would do anything to have my kayak and catch one of these off the kayak. Oh, yeah. Because they're, they're. How big? Oh, they're we talking here. They're, they were like four or five feet. Yeah. Yeah. Every bit. Yeah. And yep. they were, and there was bigger ones there. I mean, we saw bigger ones chasing the ones that we were bringing in. Um, then anyhow, you can literally catch these things a hundred yards from shore. Like the way that Honduras is made, like you go out, you go out and it just drops off to a thousand feet and like, a yeah. hundred, like a hundred yards offshore. And it's, they're everywhere. We, we were trying to catch, um, uh, we were, we were on the, uh, Give me one. Wahoo. Second. We were on the Wahoo. Yes. The Wahoo Slayer. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Barracuda were tearing our baits faster than the Wahoo could get to them. So we, we caught some. For them? We were, yep. And we caught yeah. some uh, black, we caught some black tip tuna 
Is that, is that what they're called? The little guys. Blackfin. Blackfin tuna. Thank you. Yep. I'm thinking of black tip shark. Blackfin tuna. Yep. And these <laughs> barracuda were coming and ripping them up when we had them on the line. Yeah, any silver fish, those barracuda. Uh, I just caught, I caught my personal best barracuda in May. I went, I flew down to uh, Stella Maris and I rented a little, um, like a little flats boat because it was too choppy to get to the Atlantic side. And I, I talked to a local down there and I went out and I borrowed some gear and I caught this like massive, like five and a half foot long barracuda. And I had to hand land it because I realized I didn't have a gas in the <sighs> boat. But I did, and I got a picture of it, and it was, I was pretty excited about that. And did you um, get that off a kayak like that? No, I rented, I rented a little flats boat. Oh, oh I got you, I got you. I rented it for 100 bucks. It was such a, man, it was so awesome. So a couple of the locals down there, and I, I wanted to just, you know, try to find a boat. Um, no one had kayaks. This is a super um, remote island. Uh, one of the locals had a boat, and he, I just gave him 100 bucks. He let me take it out for the day. That sounds Gave awesome. me a little map of where to go, and I was catching barracuda like that. And it's, that's, that's a blast. Gotcha. Yeah, that I, one of these days, I got to find somebody that will go with me to catch the barracuda off kayaks. And Who's I can't think go of a better. With you? I can't think. I can't of think anyone. of a better person to go catch a giant toothy saltwater off a kayak than the musky queen. Midwest. I, hey, let me know. I'll, I'll be there. Sign me up. Just give me a couple days' notice, and I'll be there. I'll be your cameraman. And it's not even as hot <laughs> as Miami, so it's not bad. Like Absolutely. we we were in Miami last week fishing for peacocks and it was just way too hot. It She's was, such the real deal. I can't get over this. This mm-hmm, is killing me. Mm-hmm. We're so blessed through this podcast and the process and uh, social media that we're able to meet phenomenal people on the regular. Yeah, it, you know, it, and this is just this is not no exception. Can you tell us about since you love kayaks, what? What kind of kayaks are you fishing with? I, I like the, uh, I'm on Jackson Kayaks Fishing Team. So I I fish out of the uh, a Jackson Cuda 12, and then I, I'm getting a Jackson Mayfly, which is a fly fishing specific kayak. Um, but it's a little more stable, really? so I'll be able to stand up, yeah, and fly fish off of it. It's just, the reason it's fly fishing specific is that there's nothing that the fly line can get caught on. I mean, it's a really nice, big, open deck. It's 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 awesome. Um, I'm really excited about getting that. I think I'll probably switch to that exclusively and um, just use my CUDA um, here or there, you know. Uh, those are my favorite. You know, very maneuverable, quick boat, stable um, I can get a lot of stuff. I'm a, I'm a super unorganized angler, so I'll have at any given time, if I'm out chasing something, I'll have baits like all over so I can quickly switch it out if I need to. And, um, I like to have that, that space is huge for me. You said earlier that how many, you took a lot of rods with you. What are you carrying? Mm-hmm. Like six rods on your kayak with you? Six. Yeah. Six to eight. Six to eight. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That was my guess. Yeah. I thought I had a lot at five on my kayak. <laughs> the other night I had five out. I'm like, yeah, look at me, boss. I got, I got five rods. With me. Yeah. And they're ready for, I'm ready for anything. Yeah. There, there are some guys that are carrying like 11 to 12 rods on their kayak during tournaments and stuff. So it's, it, there are definitely some kayaks that can, that can equip that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, here in, here on La Sesquihanna, once again, one of our favorite ways to fish kayaks is we go out late at night with, uh, some pretty heavy gear, and we use live bluegills to catch uh, giant predatory flathead catfish. Um, but oh, it's yeah. it's very it's a different style of fishing than anything that I've ever done on a kayak. It's very pristine at night. It's very quiet. 
the stars are out, the moon is out, it's very quiet. And we, you throw baits out and let them sit, and you literally sit back and for once just the world goes away. And it's, uh, yeah. it's hypnotizing, and then just all of a sudden the kayak rocks because this rod's bent in half, <laughs> and the, the kayak's <laughs> being turned this way and that, and we're trying to wrestle one of these big slimy 40, 50-pound mm-hmm. fish on the boat and get a bunch of pictures, and why it's all over, you throw it back out, and it settles down just as fast as all the lightning happened. And it's, uh, it's magical, it really is. So, yeah, isn't that a cool thing? That's awesome. Yeah. So, I, I'm, I really am just stuck on how many fish... And, uh, and trophy fish for people in the world that would love to catch. I'm stuck on how many fish you actually catch. And I can't imagine the amount of time that you put in to put these pictures up. Um, it, yeah. it, people don't realize how much that I have to fish to put my pictures up. And I'm not even doing a tenth of what you're doing. So you have to live it and love it to do what you're doing. And we really, we, that we inspire to be more and more um, better at what we do all the time. Um, and we, like, we, we live it too out here. We just don't, it's a different, it's a different serene place that you live in. And it seems very cool that you have those opportunities to catch those big fish. We have muskies in the Susquehanna, but they call them a once in a 10,000 cast fish. And if you miss that strike, start over. It's another 10,000 casts until you you get a strike. Let's go back to that for a second. If we could, Christine, Mm -hmm. how did you start to... Because this is, you know, for, for us, a muskie is such a rare, uh, a rare species to catch. Did you, uh, did, did you one day set out and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, you know, fishing for muskies? Or was it, uh, you know, something you caught by mistake one, one time and fell in love with it? Or, or what, what started your passion for all that? Um, well, we, my family, we grew up going to Canada and Minnesota every year um, to fish. Um, and have our family vacation up there. And I, you know, we fish for pike and walleye and all that good stuff. And, um, I, so I kind of, I love Canada. I love the North woods. And I went up there about, oh gosh, probably seven years ago. And I caught my first, I remember catching my first muskie. Um, we, I, I hired a guide on Eagle Lake and caught my first one. And I remember people always talking about how much of a challenge it was and how yeah. you never saw them and how it was, you know, fish 10,000 cast. Well, I am driven by things that challenge that are very challenging, um, that are almost, you know, deemed impossible that just mentally, physically will tear you up. I love that. I love being able to push myself and, and, you know, break those perceived limitations. And, um, when I caught my first one, I just, there's such a ridiculously cool fish and awesome predator. Um, I had seen them come up, you know, I'd, I'd be walleye fishing out on a reef and I'd see a big muskie come up and circle the walleye, you know, and do that whole thing that it, it happens up in Canada quite a bit. Um, and so that's just, I love the predator fish. I love it. And, um, then I started fishing pretty heavily for them about four years ago and it's, it's been a just awesome ride ever since they're by far my favorite. And they are, I mean, they, they require, they're the most fickle <laughs> species in the United States. I mean, it's, they're nuts. And I, it's one of those things where I, when I think once I think true musky anglers can appreciate that, you know, it's, you fish sun up, sun down for them and you'd be burned big baits and you, your shoulders are jelly, but that one fish makes everything so worth it. All of it. So I'll keep coming back to that. And I don't ever see myself stopping. Um, 
chasing that fish at all. Yeah, they either want it or they don't. And, and yeah. it's the weirdest thing, you know, you, and until one just grabs a hold and, and just blows up a, a bait, there's nothing like it. Not yeah, most definitely. I mean, you, I'll I'll follow like the you know the the major minor times and the moon phases, and I I do follow that pretty closely and kind really? of document catches. And, yeah, but there is some definite truth to that. I think um, a lot of I think the majors is huge. A lot of my bigger fish and most of my strikes have come around that close to that time. So I think there's definitely um, some truth to that. So you can get you can get really technical when it, when you come down when it all comes down to it watching the barometric pressure and everything. And, um, I try to keep with musky fishing. I try to keep record of all that stuff so I can look back and kind of see if there's any sort of pattern. And what I've learned is that if you're not in the water, you're not going to catch them. So even if it's a day (laughs) that's not supposed to be very good, I'll be out there. You know, it's it's just one of those things. You got to commit the time to it. My grandfather used to say, you can't catch them sitting on the couch. That's yeah, He's a smart man. Does that ever affect because I, I read a lot about this kind of off topic, but you know, follow those major minor feeding periods and moon phases and pre- and all that. And I've mm-hmm. never been able to find a, a pat. I mean, I fish when I can. You know, I've never been able to find any kind of correlation. I mean, it's been bad on days it's supposed to be good, and been good on days it's supposed to be bad. But you've definitely seen. I think a lot of that species specific in my so. in my opinion mm-hmm. because our giant predatory flatheads here if it's a full moon and it's bright out and there's no clouds out it's there's no reason to not be out it's not going to rain and the, the moon's bright it's they're like werewolves i mean yeah. I, I i i've caught some of the biggest fish i've ever caught under a full moon um as far as big big catfish so mm-hmm. i don't know how it is with 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 muskies and in full moons but um Yes, I haven't. I haven't had the best luck on the, the full moon nights, honestly. Um, I like the you know the new moon, and um, I, I just I've never really done well. Um, and I, I honestly don't fish for them at night a lot either, though. Right, uh, a handful think, of times I have. I think in our cases, the the water's generally pretty murky up here, and I don't know if that yeah. full moon gets more light to the uh, bottom. If they that's fi- the idea behind it. Yeah, they're feeding with that. Um, they're, they're more apt to see what's going on with that. Yeah. I know guys that, that bass fish during the full moon and and some do really well. And some think it's one of the worst times to fish. So I think when people think, you know, like for me, I know sometimes I can be guilty if it's, you know, if I'm musky fish and I'm going to be on the water for like 16 hours, I will kind of slack off a little bit until the major hour gets there. And then I'll really, you know, hone in and focus and put all my effort into that. So that could be why too, that I'm getting a lot of my strikes during that two and a half, three hour period. Um, it's like, you know, I, I almost buy into it too much and I, I'm putting like everything I have into that time and the rest of the hours, I'm just kind of casting a you know, methodical, just yeah, kind of casting really in. fulfilling prophecy. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, exactly. So let, let's, let's shift gears a little bit out of fishing and move into kind of the social media and how we learned about you was through social media uh, your your Instagram page has really kind of taken off here, exploded recently. T- tell us a little bit about that. How you got started doing that? Um, well, I social media. I I still haven't decided what I feel about that. A- Amen. Um, <laughs> I, oh, <it's>, Stevie. 
I'm still trying to, to, to figure it out. Um, I, good things and bad things. I mean, I do, I love to share my experiences. And I, my ultimate goal is to inspire people um, to get out and just look at life a little differently and spend time outdoors, you know, whether that be like taking their kids out fishing or just, I don't think our society does enough of getting outside and enjoying just the simple things and a sunset over the water or, you know, just a freaking awesome frog bite right at dawn. I mean, there's so many mm. little things in life, whether it be hunting, fishing, hiking, that I, I just want people to get out and hopefully I can inspire like through my experiences and my trips and travels. Um, so I like, I like that. And that's all I've been doing. I, mean, I the only social media platforms I have are, I just got an Instagram, like I think two years ago now. Um, I have the, I have the Facebook and that's it. I don't do any of the, the, the snap, the snap deal or the, the Twitter. Or, um, I, I just got a YouTube, um, you, you but nothing's have, on it. No, you're no. smart. You don't have time to do the snap no. deal with a 40 no, pound fish on the line. <laughs> There's, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to yeah. do that. And I'm never, I'm never going to do that. You know, it, money doesn't motivate me. So, and a lot of times, like I, I'll tell people, I, I always wonder, you see all these, and I'm not saying like the, the, the overwhelmingly large amount of new female anglers, um, are totally guilty of this, but I just wonder if social media wasn't as big as it is, if people would still go fit, then these people would still be fishing. No, they day. wouldn't. They would if not. They couldn't. You don't yeah, have to, you don't have to say it. That. I will. They would not. Christine. Yeah. Uh, you are the 1% real deal real deal compared to the rest i have really good perceptions for whatever reason it's this weird gut instinct about people instantly and yeah. i said it earlier she would still do all this if you took mm-hmm. the cameras away uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah I most think, definitely i think that like you know what it takes to get the amount of fish that you have on your page yeah and when you see what she's done it's like Oh, yeah. Next level crap. And I didn't you know, know there was a next level. I don't sleep now. So I didn't know there was a next <laughs> <Yeah>. level. <laughs> yeah. so, and, and but it, it's, it is it's very impressive. Take all the cameras away, social media, and I could totally see you living in your kayak. And it's so impressive. It's very yeah. impressive to me. But if I can. You can. I want to ask Go you ahead, not to Please. do that. Yeah, don't, don't quit social media. We like following. <laughs> and, and if for no other reason, like like I said earlier, you know, I'm analyzing some of these videos and I'm using them for my own, you know, purposes to figure out how to do things, uh, looking at them from a very technical perspective. I have three kids, the youngest of which is my nine-year-old daughter, and she is obsessed with the stuff that you put out there. She's That's awesome. Now, That's why that's I do cool. it. Now, not... Not unlike Will, she screws up your name all the time. She calls you the Fischl, the Fischl girl. <laughs> Fischl. Like, what? Is there anything new for the Fischl girl? That's oh, Fischl girl. She's so <laughs> cute. It's funny. But she, she's obsessed with fishing. All my kids love the outdoors and stuff, but, but my nine-year-old daughter, Addison, is there's, there's something that clicks with her and fishing. And the fact that she wants to know what's going on on, on your Instagram page is proof of that. So, again, I'm just... That's very cool. Don't yeah. don't think it isn't doing what you hope it does because it it is. It's you, okay. you really want to blow Ryan's mind one of these days? Make one of your videos and look over at the camera and like just hold the rod with a muskie on it, like with your elbows real quick and go. Say hey to Addison. Look, yeah, hey Addison, Ryan, no hands. Learn <laughs> learn that one, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can catch him with no hands. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, that's that's good to hear. I, I like that because sometimes I wonder, you know, if I I don't want to get too caught up in you know trying to get these these photographs, and I I just have my GoPro just rolling now, so I can just. Um, you know, screenshots and if I like it, but get the fish back in the water and get the rod back and start casting again. A lot of people get too caught up in the, in the social media aspect of it, which is what I'm trying not to do. But but you're bringing the realism to, to fishing. You're just not bringing, uh, it's, it's boom. Every cast is, it's a great fish or, or boom. It's always perfect, you know, with, uh, Christine Fisher gal. And, and sometimes it, uh, I like to follow the laws. Uh, exactly. Oh, well, yeah. it inspires me that do, I'm not the only one making those mistakes. How do you appreciate <laughs> the highs? Next time you yeah. film yourself I mean, and you drop mind. a muskie before I uh, like, get like one inch of its but tail in the water, I'm going to go, I did that one. But <laughs> you're Mr. <laughs> Six-Pound Peacock Bass, though, Will. I mean, I don't mind catching big fish. What? But didn't you? <laughs> Here we go. And you did consistently <laughs> catch the big Re- fish. Remind yeah. us, Will, how yeah. big was that peacock bass? I just, told, I just told you both tonight why I didn't catch any big fish that day. <laughs> and, Christine, I'm sorry I just sidetracked us there, but. But Stevie mentioned this uh, an episode ago about how we're going to continue on with reminding him how Will caught the biggest peacock bass. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to at least had perpetuate to it through this show. Last two yeah. weeks. We have so we can keep it going. We have 13 podcasts left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you think you would, you would catch more fish if you didn't have to, to I don't know, for, for lack of a better word, deal with the social media end of it? Um, there have been a few time, a few times, um, where I've actually, I've lost some really nice fish because, um, the, the GoPro was gone and wanted, uh, my, my, one of the, uh, there's actually another girl around here. I fish with quite a bit. She was running the GoPro and I had this giant pike. I'm rod and reel ice fishing. Um, and I had fought it for a long time and it, it was, a, it was an absolute, it was a giant, it would probably be my personal best. And I, uh. it's coming up perfect opportunity for her to slip her finger right under the gill plate and pull up out of the hole. And I have this all in video. It's actually on my Instagram. Um, the video of this, cause she was, we were so concerned to get it on the GoPro that it's sitting there and this tiny little, um, jig and wrap is like barely hooked on the upper part of the lip. And I'm, I'm looking at it and it just, I just see it happen. Like the treble hook just breaks no. and it slowly starts going back down the hole and it's no. like eight inches high. So I throw my hands down there and try to scoop it just completely pointless trying to scoop this giant fish. And it would have been so easy for her if we weren't worried about getting on a video to just lift it up and get it out just like that. Um, so we talked about that and evaluated. And now the, the, the pictures are always my last priority um, from that was a, that was a huge lesson right there. That's last priority because in the end, at the end of the day, um, the, what, they really don't matter. You know, it, I know that they do. It, it didn't happen if you don't get it on picture on film. And I've I've had a couple muskie this spring that um, I didn't get pictures of because you know I had them in the net getting my GoPro set up and they just swim up and out of the net and out you know away they go. Um, so yeah, it sucks, but <laughs> it's it's just the reality of it. So yeah, I I try really hard not to get too caught up with that but with your gopro going at least i found out through catfishes uh he catches some great photos through that the gopro i find it it's much easier than past years to just stop everything i'm doing and take a photo then just leave the gopro record and then later on go like watch it through it and go oh wait a minute let's just pause it here and go frame by frame a couple frames go 
Ah, that's a good picture. We'll just we'll save that one out of a big long video. You you, you oh, it's the best way to do it. It is. Yeah. I agree. Yep. You you make a wedding album out of every out outing. I, I mean, mm-hmm. like like the day we did it with the the deeper guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, golly. I caught an amazing picture of you turned around laughing on the rock and one with a bass jumping behind you in the water. Exactly. And I would have never caught them had it not been a video. Been running, yeah. Yeah. I've started doing that at the beginning of this year, just running, (laughs) just having my GoPro just run. And that way it's it's not only, you know, you just get great shots of of all the, the action, but you don't have to, the fish is not, you know, susceptible to fatigue or anything while you're sitting there trying to get everything set up. You can just lift up especially with muskie and pike, I mean, that's crucial to get them up, and they should be on the water no longer than, like, 10 seconds back in the water. And uh, that's exactly so what happened running, to me when I, I tried to wet this bass. and it, Yeah. You know, <laughs> no, because I was trying to be nice to the fish, right? But, no, I was recording Phil. I was recording R2 Buck in the river, and he was being silly, and he put the rod in his mouth. He was underwater holding his breath, and he popped out of the water to give us a good rutten river, you know, this is rutten river, and... I watched it back and I freeze framed it and sent it to him and I went, a big bass jumped right over your shoulder that in the was water. Perfect timing. <laughs> it was like perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. That's how we do it, Christine. That's how we do it. That's what he's that's what he's that's how it's done. That's how we do it. Uh, this is uh these group of guys are their brother the brotherhood is amazing here. They're go great hearted guys. Don't listen to this crap, guys. I'm talking to her. Look away. Right. Look away from me. Don't look at me. <laughs> they're um their love for the outdoors is is extremely deep and um we don't just hunt through social media and pick this person and pick that person um we actually pick the people that talk to us through your pictures and being able to then talk to you adds a lot and um we don't always get out of it exactly what we thought but tonight we really appreciate it because we got out more than we needed and a lot more Awesome. You're 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 oh. tremendous and we really can't wait to continue watching your life. You, you, when you're out there fishing and sharing those pictures, we're with you. I mean it's it's like that. It's cool. That's I, awesome guys. I appreciate that. Not only not only that, we we'll wake up in the morning hoping and praying that you you're out there doing something. Oh, she that, is. That we're not able that, to do. Yeah. That we're yeah. not able to do as, because as we drive to work. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're, there, there's three or four of us on the verge of quitting, like on the verge of going, everybody else do can it. do this. And, yeah, like, I'm going to be a Pilates instructor. Yeah, yes, I see I see a huge future in that for you. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> can you touch your toes? Not yet. <laughs> okay. We're, we're working on there. it. While I'm sitting down? Yes. yes I, can. I can see my toes with a mirror. Yeah. T- he can see his toes <laughs> without a mirror. Listen, we want you, uh, unfortunately, time ran out on us here. And we, we definitely want to have you back after hunting season. We can't wait to yeah. hear your hunting adventures. You aren't quite the hunter. I know. We're going to get oh, into that you, on the next podcast. Do you, do you like, hunt? Do you like to hunt, don't, too? D- <laughs> don't even get well, there I'm not fishing. I, I, I like to hunt, yeah. yeah. Uh, her, her and I have a lot to talk about when it comes to tuning up bows and setting up some archery equipment. So we'll, we'll definitely yeah. be having her back on. Oh, nice. So if she wants to, don't, don't force her. Oh. No, we'll it's been, it it's been a right, pleasure. Sorry. I think we can do it again. <laughs> awesome. we, we have to ask you one big question that we ask some of our favorite guests. Are you a Stromboli or a Calzone girl? <laughs> 
Ooh. Don't get this wrong. And there is a correct you. answer. <laughs> <laughs> the right answer is corn dogs. You know what? I'm going to have to go with a stromboli. Oh, yeah. Just when I could, thought you couldn't get any more perfect, she goes and picks stromboli. Every night before the <laughs> podcast, we have a stromboli. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's like pod food. It's pod yeah. food. So, yeah. Christine, how can people learn more about you, get in touch with you, see these epic pictures that you've got out there? floating around uh, i think I, I probably do the best job with the whole social media game on instagram um at midwest fisher gal um a lot of people with my guiding will message me on there and i usually am pretty good if i'm not if if i have service i'll get back to you as quick as i can um about guiding or just what they want to know i'm blogging too to try to inspire people and um get out there and just chase whatever it is that you know fuels their fire and live their life to the absolute fullest that they can. So Midwest so, Fisher gal and Fisher spelled mm-hmm. F I S C H E R. Correct. Yep. All right. You well, you've, you've definitely inspired me through this podcast for a new adventure. I will catch a muskie from my kayak now. And I will you have to, when I am done with that, I'm going to hold share, you to that. I'm going to do it if it takes me the next couple of years, but I will share that picture with you. Please yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. They're they're, they're out there where I fish. I just don't target them because I know that it's, but I'm going to now. Yeah. I'm going to. <laughs> awesome. Hey. Awesome. So, man, this has been great. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate it. No, everything. thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks, Christine. I got to yeah, go. Let, let the boys wrap it up here. Thank thanks, you. Christine. Thank you, Christine. Phil, can you believe what just happened there? Guys, if it didn't happen, I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, we actually got to talk to the Midwest Fisher gal. That was good stuff. It was great stuff. Impressive. She, and she's doing what she's doing. You know, I heard Midwest Fisher gal until tonight. I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe she's up a little bit more north, but Nebraska is nowhere near where I thought she yeah. was. With the caliber of fish that I've been oh. seeing her put on, she's I can't been believe, getting it done. I That's can't believe good. how much traveling she actually when, does. When you see that much muskies, in, in all honesty, like I think, what is it? It's Minnesota, it's Wisconsin, big cold water. Yeah, new, uh, even uh, North, North Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Here's the, here's here's the thing. She knows what she's doing. I had a great time tonight talking oh. to her. She inspired me to catch a muskie from the act. Have you ever caught a muskie? I've ever caught, caught one muskie in my life yeah. with my Uncle Rusty, and we yeah. were at Racetown. I've seen one, and that's it. And that was at Racetown. Yeah. But that's Racetown's it. got some big muskies, but like I was telling her, they're one in a 10,000 cast are tough to catch. Yep. I find them as tough to catch as stripers are. You know, when I was a kid, All I right. fished a lot, and uh, a lot more than you'd ever think that I would do. But I caught a handful and minnows and stuff like that, live bait uh, in uh, the Juniata. You know? Really? Yeah, wet waiting, hmm. Juniata. So, uh, it, but I've, nothing I, of size. I can't tell you that it's in Lewis, 30 inches or In better. Lewistown, when we were wet waiting for bass, I stood on a rock, not on like the rock we all sat on in the Susquehanna recently where mm-hmm. Will's to his chest and 20 feet away, I'm sitting down and I'm barely wet. Yeah. But you can't style, see like the rock. Gandhi. It's like a half an inch underwater. And uh, I was standing on a rock like this in Lewistown one time, fishing with my dad and my uncle. And I saw one come up to the rock. I'm ankle deep in water. And step off the rock, your waist deep in water. And I saw one come up and just kind of nonchalantly look at me and circle the rock, was checking me out. And I was a kid. And um, 
Yeah, it, it, I didn't come unglued or anything, but I didn't get off the rock till it yeah. left, and it was a while. <laughs> yeah, so they're in there. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So, what's uh, anything new with you guys? I had a new experience yesterday. Did you really? Oh yeah. What what happened? I had a little one-on-one time, waist deep in the water with Will. Uncle Will. Uncle Will. <sighs> Is this when he caught his small peacock bass? I heard about. No. Did you guys hear about that? Didn't you catch a peacock? I was yeah. going to tell you about oh, it. He, he was this a six-pounder? It was as big as anything. Was, you know, you could fit my arm in its mouth. Like, you were, that's boy. pretty big for the Susky. Well, it wasn't in the Susquehanna. I was down in Florida. Yeah. Did I tell oh, you about that trip? Yeah. Stevie, I'll tell you. did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah, I could have swore he was, he was just about to say... It was as big as anything Stevie caught while we were down there. Did you guys know or I, I bigger, shot a buck this year? Bigger. <laughs> I'm going to tell you all about that buck I shot this it year. It could have eaten after we hear anything about. Stevie caught. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. Uh, yeah, you did yeah. shoot a nice buck. Let's talk about no, that. We sh- we'll talk about that later. But uh, yesterday, yesterday, I yeah. got to do a little wet wading in the Susquehanna. Smallmouth bass, wet waiting on the river. Well while, into double digits. While everyone else was at work. It was pe- perfect. Yeah. Finally got to finally got to experience what it was like. Now, I mean, I wasn't in Miami catching peacock bass, but it I was on the matter. river in Susquehanna. You, you know what was or, nice about yeah. yesterday? We didn't know where we were going. We didn't. It was a new spot. It was a recommendation from a friend, a guide friend, a, you know. Uh, a fish healer yeah and a shaman he kind of person and when we got there it didn't look very hospitable for wet waders it, it was pretty Too deep. deep it was kind of deep yeah <laughs> right where we parked it was uh well there was there was a bit of a it wasn't a dam because it didn't stop the river at all but there was a, a rock rock dam-ish type thing, some structure, yeah. that slowed the water down. So it was pulled up a little bit on the north end of it. And I looked at Will, he looked at me, and we're like, should we go below or above the dam? I was like, well, we're right here above it. Let's let's go ahead and go in. Two steps into the water, we were already waist deep, and obviously the next step was, you know, another yeah. four or five inches deeper Who than knew? that. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, it could have been... Yeah, yeah, we, you know, I tossed out the whopper plopper. Will threw what he was throwing. Actually, I think at that point I was, I was actually, um, I had the spook on. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and I was whopper ploppering. You were doing the whopper plopper, and you know, I was, I was doing the walking the dog thing. I mean, it looked beautiful coming across the water. We didn't have nothing uh, come at it, but in four feet of water. Yeah, we both looked at each other. And we we're like, yeah, maybe. Uh, Below the dam's good too, right? Yeah, so, uh, what do you think, bud? Let's, huh? let's pull back out here it's quick. It's funny and, the uh, guy's like, "Why aren't you going down here? Over this is where I, you know, I live down here, and you just go down here right by my house. It's gonna be great." The the people you know? where we and stopped. we're like, "Oh no, we got this, bud." And then we got out, and we're like nipple deep, and <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Okay, let's go back." And What'd that guy say again? <laughs> let's go. Yeah, where did he say he was? People are friendly. You know, and, and we experienced that. This is, you know, a rural area in the, the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And you, know, you talk to a handful of people, and next thing you know, they're, they're putting you on fish. Yeah, we're, so, yeah. we're parked in a nice place. Yeah, you know? we had a great parking spot. Yeah, every, like we didn't, we're literally like 30 seconds. I was on my way out, and Ryan's like, hey, I just <laughs> talked to a local. I'm, I'm flashing my headlights like, hold on a second. I just spoke to somebody. Yeah, and he's like, 
you know, come back. We found a, you know, they got, they hooked us up <laughs> with a we really actually, we got waterfront a, parking. We got a second nice. option for parking, which was right next to the no parking sign. Like, if you don't want to go in here, drive down a little further, park right by that no parking sign. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Never would have thought to use that spot. <laughs> yeah, people do it all the time. It's, it's great. Right? <laughs> but, you know, the we. Same guy gave us advice about fishing in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Fish right, right down there with the no, no fishing sign. sign. <laughs> we, uh, had a great time oh, well into the blast. double digits and we just you know we just the fog wouldn't lift and that it made just, for it, some awesome pictures yeah though. the pictures were great amazing 2d taxidermy yeah. it's quite possible it might make cover this week oh, really? we had such a good time and you know and guys if, if you're listening don't be afraid to ask ryan to go fishing with you he's a great fishing buddy oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. He's like my new fishing buddy. It's it's so hard sitting at work. Ryan goes no guys. matter whether his knee hurts or not. Yeah, he'll go to any hole. Oh. <laughs> I had uh, I complained nonstop pretty Just much about the rocks that. in my shoes. He'll go into any hole. <laughs> Just remember. <laughs> I just hope you, you let that be on the record. I mean, pebbles in my shoes or not. Pebbles be damned, I say. Oh, my God. Good. Poor we pebbles. had a great time. And Poor good pebbles. stuff. Another wet waiting success story. Yep. Yeah. I'm proud of you guys. I'm very, very proud of you for not sending me more than the pictures than you did while I was at work. Yeah. You, you got me to level 30 of jealousy and level yeah. like 90 of angry. Yeah, because I, was <laughs> I almost yeah. unfriended you guys. I was like, like a seconds away from unfriend. Well, I actually had unfriended you during the Miami, <laughs> uh, but I, I picked you back up. <laughs> oh, that's good. And I, I don't, I don't want to bogart the end of this this uh, episode because this has been fantastic. But I do want to complain to you guys a little bit. If I can. Have at it. So I Keep on Bogarten, by all means. I had an epic day of fishing yesterday. That There was like a little break in the middle of the day for like three hours where I had to go to work. Uh-huh. And then right back to the fishing. I took uh, my two younger kids out, and we went to the Conawaga Creek. And again, wet wading. Like my feet, I've got jungle rot on yeah. my feet from the hours I spent in the water yesterday again i'm exaggerating but um it happens i took the kids out and they loved it like my youngest with addy out there she was like this is better than trout fish and i'm like well you know take it easy but (laughs) i knew we were going to get into something i didn't know what it was but i took light tackle right i took my trout rod that i think it's maybe a five foot rod it's ultra light tackle i got four pound heartbreaker on there that's what i'm talking about um and I ended up tying on like a small offset hook and throwing a Kitek, like no weight on it or anything like that. I couldn't set a hook to save my life. I felt like I was fishing with a Barbie rod. When I switched from that six and a half foot medium action bass rod to my ultralight tackle. What you used like, to be used to. My trout rod. Like, and this was the only rod I ever fished with besides a fly rod. Right. And, and I picked that thing up. And I carried it into the creek. I'm like, what? What is? What? What is? It? And I cast it the first time. I'm like, oh, that's cute. Like I actually wanted to cast though. <laughs> so then the next thing you know, I'm 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 like really like throwing it like 
Brett Farvery throws a football, <laughs> and and I'm and the thing goes maybe eight ten feet, uh-huh. but I couldn't set a hook on these fish to save my life. Huh. Like I, I'm throwing these things out there, and finally I'm getting a little bit of distance in my cast, you know, and I and I've got my my hook out there, and I'm feeling the bites. I'm like boom, 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 boom. There it is. I go to set the hook, and as I pull my arm back, the rod just goes, hmm. and there's nothing there. Like I had to get that fish to ingest the hook and digest half of the poop it out. Yeah, like once it was there, then I could maybe reel it in. Uh, although I couldn't do it on light tackle. Oh, although Hunter, oh, he's killing it. Hunter didn't have that issue. No, because he he stayed he stayed with his bass rod. Did he? He, he has a he's got a six foot like light action rod that we use where he um, he runs a jig where we put uh, we put the minnows on there with the uh, slide bobber. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one he uses for like crappie and stuff like that. He was using that in the creek. So he didn't have any trouble setting the hook. Yeah. And he was pulling them out. Uh, he had his personal best, which turned into, you know, this is better than anybody I know does. Six, <laughs> <laughs> six casts, six fish. So he's like, I'm uh, six for six. That's awesome. And he got that for me because I actually was able to start setting the hook at one point. And I'm like, oh, look at that. I'm three for three. And, you know, we're not catching world records or anything, but we're catching fish, and they're putting up a good fight. That's what yeah. it's all about. And, and it's yeah. just fun. The kids are having a blast. Addy's yeah. like, this is better than anything I've ever done ever. Awesome. You know, we're just having a good time. And then everything is awesome. Everything yeah. is wonderful. Hunter goes three for three. Then he went four for four. And I had already been five for five, which was our family's record. Of course, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to beat your record. I was like, yeah, right. Good luck. If you beat that, I'll let you Eat a stromboli. No, I was like, I'll let you decide where we go for dinner tonight. Yeah. Where'd you go for dinner? Two seconds later, I see him just set the hook. He's like, we're going to Rudders. Here we go. (laughs) I mean, sheets, of course. But, um, yeah, we went to to the gas station for dinner because that's what my son picks. That's awesome, though. I'm so happy you guys are going in there catching a bunch of them. Phil, what have you been doing? Uh, I got slinged up with the uh, doing some duty for the Dauphin County constituents this week. Uh oh. Yeah. Do tell. Jury duty. So you got jury duty. Anything in the outdoors? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Completely landlocked in the indoors. Is that I'm why not... you weren't with us yesterday morning? Oh, you're working on some food plots and stuff. Oh, right? man. I little, wish I could tell you. A little bow activity, I'm sure. Well,. Yes, I did. I have been doing that. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. And when I wasn't locked up in the jury room this week, I uh, you weren't being on. You're not on trial for anything. No, no. I fed. He was busy deliberating. Yeah, I, I was deliberating molasses or corn. <laughs> nice. That's delivering, buddy. <laughs> How about you, Uncle Catfish? I don't. I've done absolutely nothing in the outdoors. This what? <laughs> that doesn't even. Make I don't even. I have no clue where to begin. Um, I, I, so I, you came home. We haven't heard from you last week at all. You came home from Florida. How was the adjustment from, from, you know, weather, you know, temperature aside? How was it like, you know, fishing where there there was there's had, no gators? I had a great week fishing this week. I mean, the first the first week back, I. I can't say that I didn't catch a nice tank every night. Yeah. And um, 
I caught at least one tank every night this week. Uh, and it's, you know, every night last week. It was, it's been really good bass fishing turned back on. Uh, and I don't know, there's, a, I guess I'm not over the jet lag, but there's something missing. I mean, I don't say I'm not loving it, but they don't have them spots on the tail. So and yeah. I, I yeah. texted Andrew a picture of like, you know, a nice four and a half, five pound bass I caught. And I went, it's just not the same, Bob. Like I, I had to throw four hundred times to get this. Yeah. Not once for four seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so, but or whatever. But um, it's been a good. It's been the the Florida trip for me was amazing, and to come back and catch the bass like I know how to do. It made me feel, it made me feel good again because I know what I'm doing. You know, and in Florida, I felt a little fish out of water. No pun intended. But that's, but actually being back, I. I've done a pow fishing, and I'm starting to feel. I'm hearing geese coming over the roof um, I'm, uh, of the house. I'm starting to feel now uh, the rubber boot itch. I had my rubber boots on. If you didn't see in one of the pictures with my bass, and it's once they cooler. go on, they don't come off. Right. It's cooler in the morning. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of dew on the grass. I'm liking it. Oh, it's and crispy. I, ha- I put those rubber boots on for a reason. I had a buddy Brian, uh, which was actually on our podcast back when. We did the yeah. podcast at uh, Bass Pro Shops in Rental Mills Mall. Good buddy Brian asked me to come down and help me scout one of his new properties in Maryland. And um, boy, did we. Like, we, we macheted it through this property. Oh. It was thick, thick, thick rope jaggers, heavy duty. We, we, we found bedding areas. We found staging areas. We found where they're going in and out of the, the closest cornfield. And as we were going through and found a staging area, I told him, I said, there's going to be a bedding area close to here. There has to be. We're, we found a staging area right between the cornfield and this thicket, and then that's where all that heavy grass and old field that's chest hole started. Yeah. And as soon as I said that, there they were. They stood up. Two big monster eights stood up and walked out together. And uh, it wasn't long after we saw those two monster eights that were gorgeous, by the way. They didn't even run. They just, they snuck out like they didn't think we could see them. Well, they nose to the time. ground. Yeah, they knew what they knew what time of the year it was. They They're knew safe. what was going on. <laughs> we we walked maybe sixty more yards from them into that thicket, and there he was. I mean, he, you heard oh. it. I went, oh man, and looked up. He stuck his head up out of this thicket and yeah. looked at us, and he turned and bolted just as quick as he stuck his head. It could have been five eight seconds. He's the boss. He was the boss. It was. Um, one of the nicer bucks I'd have seen in the wild myself. On the hoof. Yeah, he was. As they say. Sounded like a, a bison running <laughs> through, through the <laughs> woods. I mean, <laughs> to me, you know, it's, it was fun. And uh, Brian had not seen a buck of that caliber in the wild before, so he was. Oh that's yeah. Cool. Yeah, the the macheting through the thick stuff through the rope jaggers back to the top of the hill uphill yeah. went much better and much faster than it yeah. did going down the hill because he was all hyped up, but. It's been good. It really has. Uh, I like it. Got, got my bow out, shot at some this week, and uh, I have. I think we're all starting to shoot now. Yeah, yeah. I got. Um, I, I have two secrets inside of me that I can't share. Hold uh, on. But um, you love doing that, Timmy, you don't you? You can't do it's that. Gonna, it's if 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 Sunday happens, it will be big. So then save it for next week. 
<sighs> no. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, let, Phil. Let us all hang on. Seriously, us with. I'm gonna let you hang on the edge till next week. Yeah. yeah. Tell me. I want to. And no, I won't tell Phil. How's Quiet, that? Stevie. That's a fair deal. You just woke up for that, so. <laughs> it, it'll it'll make for what's new with Uncle Catfish next week. Pretty good. Oh, I like it. Awesome. This I week. Can't wait. This week, not. I uh, fished every night. Saw some bucks. Scouted a property. It's been a Heard good week. Yes. Guys, once again, what a great week. I, 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 We always say that every week. What a great week. Going forward, how how do our fans find us? You can find us online at www.ruttenriverpursuits.com or on Instagram at R2Pursuits, Facebook, Rutten River Pursuits Podcast. Download the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and CastBox. Yeah, buddies. What a great week, guys. Thank you very much for meeting me here around the Sonic. No, Uncle Buck. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. All right. Love you guys. Good stuff. Thanks for listening to the Rut and River Pursuits podcast. Follow the R2 Pro Staff by searching Wet and River Pursuits on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until the next episode, we need to see you in the outdoors.